What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and host of HBCU Pulse Radio in the building for another special edition of the show on today, where I will be airing my interview with a very special person that comes from a royal family in HBCU life, Sean Moore, who is the great-grandson of Eddie G. Robinson. Yes, that Eddie G. Robinson, Grambling State University legendary coach, one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in college football history 408 wins he had a career that spanned 56 years and because of all of his amazing accomplishments and service for Grambling State University coach Eddie Robinson has a museum on campus so you have his great grandson that goes to Grambling State University in the 2000s last name Moore and no one knows at the time that he steps foot on campus at least the students don't know he's related to Eddie Robinson, the legendary coach, has a museum on campus. He is a part of the HBCU Experience Movement, the Grambling State University edition that came out in May, and it's available now on Amazon. So make sure to go pick that up. Make sure to follow HBCU Pulse on Instagram and YouTube at HBCU Pulse, Twitter and TikTok, the HBCU Pulse. Make sure to subscribe to HBCU Pulse Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast. And of course, if you want to donate to HBCU, HBCU Pulse. You can cash up us at dollar sign HBCU Pulse or go to paypal.me slash HBCU Pulse. Any amount is appreciated. Without further ado, let's talk to Sean Moore, a Grambling State University alumnus, former Grambling State University student athlete, and great grandson of the legendary coach Eddie G. Robinson. From the shade room to your news feed, we brag different. You're locked into AHBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide. Let's go on and, and, and get into it because I already said who you are. But you, you went to Grambling, you have such an extensive legacy at Grambling. So what does Grambling mean to you? I mean, for me, Grambling means a lot. You know, I've been a part of the Grambling family, Grambling legacy since I was a baby. I said I've been to the mini Bayou Classics, the mini homecomings, just in the Grambling area. So when it became my senior year, Grambling is where I wanted to be. And I played baseball as well. So going to Grambling, playing baseball, that's where I wanted to be. And then when I got the opportunity to enjoy Grambling for myself, it was amazing because, you know, you're hearing all these stories from your many family family members that attended, like my mother attended, her sister attended, my grandmama attended, my grandfather attended, many cousins, just so many folks that attended Grambling. So when I did get the opportunity, you know, to attend myself, man, it was, it was a tremendous opportunity for me and I, I could not pass that up. We spoke to an author in the book that, you know, he's a father. And he was at Grambling. Now his son is at oh, Grambling. Wow. So I think it's interesting yeah. to sort of get the flip of it. Well, you have so many family members that went to Grambling and you were that next in line. So Absolutely. how did it feel before we talk about year by year? How did it feel to be a part of that legacy? Yeah, it, was, it was no pressure from my mom, you know, from my family. You know, I could have went wherever I wanted to, but 
like I said, it, it meant something to me to continue that legacy. Like to this day, I get asked, why did I decide to go to Grambling? And I tell them I wanted to continue that legacy. You know, my great grandfather, my many family members, you know, they installed a tremendous legacy, you know, at the university. And I wanted to play a part in that legacy as well and just continue, you know, the great things that my family did at Grambling. So, and that's one of the reasons why I did attend. Hey, I got to ask this one last thing, but we talk about your freshman year. So you added G. Robinson's great grandson. And Correct. listen, my brother attends the high school that my mom went to and currently teaches at. Okay. And, at, and at his high school, Northeast High School, he's the man. And a lot of that, <laughs> honestly, feel like it's because my mom worked. My, he, he cool and he cool, but my mom worked there. So was it like that for you at Grandma? It was like, hey, like he's part of the legacy. Well, they like, hey, that's the man right there. We go, he, he the guy. Or was it like, hey, I'm just a normal student? Man, so honestly, for me, I didn't speak upon being Eddie Robinson's great-grandson at Grambling because I didn't want people to see me as, you know, hey, I'm going to be cool with him just because of who he is. I wanted people to really rock with me because, you know, me, my personality, just what I can know, the network and stuff like that. So, of course, people started to find out. And when they found out, they was like, wow, they're like, Sean, for real? And I was like, man, just relax, just be cool. Because people don't understand is I actually stayed at Eddie Robinson's house. So I never stayed on campus. I actually stayed at his house while I attended Grammar State University. So, you know, I was definitely, you know, I couldn't bring too many people over there because if they get over there, they're going to see everything and be like, hold on now, Sean. Like, why you got so many pictures? And also I drove his car. So the locals, they knew who car that was, but my friends didn't know. So when my friends did find out, they're like, man, son, if that was my, my family, I'd be running this school. I'm like, man, nah, that's not me, y'all. But, of course, people slowly started to find out. You know, they I had, of course, attend family events. They, you know, honored my family. And then they'll see me, and I'll just be trying to, you know, they got in the way. But when people started to find out, it, it was a lot of love, man. You know, I was always getting a lot of love, but it was a lot of love being shown just, of course, you know, from my great-grandfather, you know. And then when he has a museum on campus, it's kind of hard to hide from that, but – I say I was the man from from what I did, from what I hey. did, not my great grandfather. But he definitely he played a little role, of course, because his blood is in me and what he installed in me while he was still alive. Hey, that's real, and, and I, I hear that often about folks that have family members that are a part of the legacy of that university, and then even about the children's levies. They want to etch out their own experience and in their own right. identity. But I gotta say that thus far, we ain't even gotten to the year. Your experience feel like a TV show. You know, man. you know what I'm saying? HBCU Hannah Montana. You know what man. I'm saying? You're getting the best crazy. of both worlds. You're not going to the house because you go figure it out. No, no, it is listen, I'm just Sean Moore. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I me. like I said, of course, like I would wear like old legendary team Nike Grambling gear from back then, and people would be like, Man, how you got it? And I'm like, you know, I got it off of eBay or something. Of course, it's live, but you know, because I had a little gear. I had like a Heritage Bowl jacket that said, you know, Eddie Robinson Jr. on it for my granddad. Yeah, man, I got I got some gear, man. So I just had to kind of, you know, for the finagle of how I got it. But, you know, it was it was definitely, you know, people started to find out. It was like, how, Sean, how you get on the sideline every, every every football game and stuff like that? I said, man, you know, hey, man, I know people. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell me, man, listen. So let's talk about your freshman year. So how was your freshman year experience? Man, so freshman year was my best year. As like just overall college experience for me, I did play baseball at Grambling. So first off, I had to get adjusted to the collegiate, being a collegiate athlete and that schedule um, that it took coming from high school, you know, high school sports. Just got practice after school, you know, maybe a weight room here and there. But when I got to college, we had those 530 a.m. workouts. We had to get breakfast, go to class and we had practice again. And some people had study hall. 
So becoming a student athlete, a collegiate athlete, I saw how it was a business. So getting adjusted to that, Grambling wasn't new to me. Like I said, I've been in Grambling all my life. So getting adjusted to how it's a, it's a college country town, it wasn't much of an adjustment for me because I had already been there many times. But just being able to be on my own, like I'm born in Atlanta, Georgia, and raised on the south side in Clayton County. I, my parents, they couldn't just pull up on me because it's an eight-hour drive. So they couldn't just pull up on me and be like, hey, I'm here. No, they had to actually, you know, take a drive. So being by myself, learning how to, I had to do a lot of things by myself. You know, I didn't have my mom and daddy to do things for me. I had to do it by myself. I had to get out and meet people and just network and just, you know, make make men's for myself because I was by myself. I was really, truly starting to become a man. I'm coming from a boy who I wish I was in high school. So freshman year was amazing. Just meeting a lot of people, man. Just networking, going to football games, being able to attend my first Bayou Classic as a student and not having to stay with my family. The freshman year was just amazing. I had, I had a great, great time freshman year. So wait, let me get straight. So you said y'all booed Charlie Murphy or y'all met him? So, so homecoming. Homecoming. First of all, rest in peace to Charlie Murphy, you know, great comedian. Homecoming, you know, have, at HBCs, we have comedy shows. Well, he came, he was one of the, he was the main artist. And let's just say his jokes were kind of going over some people's head. And then the, the boo started flying. And it was one thing led to another. And what's crazy is we actually went, like Gremlin went to viral for this. It was on uh, media takeout or whatever. Yeah, media takeout, All the social media websites, how Charlie Murphy got booed. And he threw the check at us. Now, it's on YouTube. So you can go to YouTube and watch Charlie Murphy getting booed at Gremlin State University. And we boo, he walked off the stage, and then DJ turns the music up, and we start having a party after he goes off. So, but that was that was my freshman year. That was one that, you know, like, wow, like, man, this, this is what Gremlin is like? Like, it's, it's tough being a comedian coming to Gremlin, but, yeah, we, we Charlie Murphy got booed at, at my homecoming comedy show my first year. You know, I think I remember when that happened. You know, yes, like sir. I said, I, I came in, you know, fall 2015, so I was, like, I think in high school okay. when that happened. But I think, because I, I was, I've always been, like, tapped in. Like, I think I vaguely remember that happening. But this was the student comedy show, right? The student comedy show, correct. So watch out book Charlie Murphy. So if so, <laughs> hey, if so, book them. No, probably being, being a name, you know, major name. But the jokes, it just, it just wasn't hitting for some of the students there. So... Yeah, that's what, like. what year was this? What what year was it? So this is 2010, fall 2010. 2010? Fall Kevin 2010. Hart. Somebody said he was cheap, LOL. <laughs> wow, that's funny. That uh, clearly is funnier than Charlie Murphy was that, that time. <laughs> like, jeez Louise. Like, yeah, that was like, my freshman year, man. Like, man, like, because like, listen, I, I don't want this just to take over the interview. I was in SGA and it's like, Charlie Murphy? Like, Cat well, Williams? Books. Our Elsa books are, are comedians, so, but yeah. Okay, last question. Are, are they alumni? Say, I had to let it be known that the Elsa president is <laughs> <laughs> not a book artist and comedian. At some schools, they do. Like, at Fort Valley, they, they do. But but last question, okay, is, is alumni on Elsa? Is it alumni on there or is it students? Students. It's students. It's students. That's that's Charlie Murphy was had a special. Okay, I, I, there must have been something it's, going it's, on. You no know, name, Eddie Murphy's brother probably played a yeah, role. But also, but just back to my freshman year though, um, the baseball team just came off and winning the championship. It's spring mm-hmm. year, so I'm coming in to the championship team. You know, the baseball team was getting a lot of love, so you know that that was a, that was a plus side for me. Got to travel, you know, visit some of the the country that I ain't never been before. Like my first year 
But we went to California, my first game. You know, we played the MLB Urban Invitational in California, Compton, California. So, you know, we playing on TV, you know, and, and I made that trip, you know. So it was just, you know, baseball opened up a lot of doors for me. My freshman got to see a lot of parts of the country. Like, this was my first time going to Houston that year. Born, uh, well, my first time going to California, but being able to play on national television was probably my first time. So, yeah. That was your freshman year was dope, man. You had a lot of experience, oh, that was my favorite man. year, man. It was my favorite year. Definitely clearly. Favorite. At, at, at this point, clearly. So, like, the sophomore year got to top this, man. So what was sophomore year like? Crazy enough, it, I do what I can say my sophomore year is the fact that I knew I became more and more of a man. I grew up and I matured a lot. You know, my role in the baseball team, I became – I was a reliever. I wasn't stars. So I was a reliever pitcher. So, you know, I, I did my thing here and there. <laughs> I did my thing here and there. But sophomore year, I just matured more more as a as a man, you feel me? Build my network even more. A few more people start, talk, start finding out who I was. And, and therefore, but I said, I, I kind of don't remember sophomore year. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. And I feel Let's like be real. Let's just be real. I feel it because, like, for me, man, it, it was junior year for me. Like, sophomore year, sophomore year is when I got involved, but junior year is when I, I really took off. And I consider that my peak year. So, like, what was junior year like for you? So, junior year, it's kind of like sophomore year. Don't remember too much, but I do remember. I can't remember when you interviewed my good friend, Mr. Jordan Harvey. Yeah. Me and yeah. him started the Georgia Club. We brought the Georgia Club back. Me and I both from Georgia, so he was president. And I was vice president. We did bring Tony back to the campus because a lot of Georgia students do attend, you know, Grammar State University. Like even now to this day, our Metro Atlanta alumni chapter here has a, a large amount of, of people in it. So we started that. But I believe junior year, you know, going back to baseball after baseball, I started to kind of notice that maybe I'm not going to play professional baseball. You know, of course, it's everybody's dream to make it to the professional league, but I kind of started, I got that feeling like, hey, I'm not going to be that guy. And I looked at myself. So at the end of my junior season, I went and talked to my coaches, uh, Coach Coop and Coach Pierre. First, I thanked them for the opportunity to play at Grambling. Um, it was definitely a dream come true. But I told them, I said, hey, you know, I think this is going to be my last year playing. So a lot of people don't know, I only played three years of baseball at Grambling. And, you know, of course, you get four years, but I only played three. And I was just like, man, it's time for me to start making some real money. So going into my senior year, so I started working in the bookstore with Miss Nanny Ross. But that was my junior year, though. That, and I keep going. You you working in the bookstore? <laughs> you was getting to the bag? What you what was up? What's going on? Well, senior year, man, I wanted to start getting to the bag, man. You know, kind of college student. You know, in college, college broke teaches you a lot. You know, you're broke, but you still find ways to maintain and make a life. But I was I was ready to make some make some real money. So Miss Nanny Ross, love Nanny Ross, different Miss Lila Cousin. You know, they, they my bad, Miss Lila Buckner. <laughs> they they took they took me under their wing man. They were like mothers to me, and they're mothers to a lot of students at Grambling. And they gave me an opportunity to work in the Barnes and Noble bookstore. And I started working in the bookstore, man. You know, selling books, helping sell clothes and stuff like that. So that helped me brushing up on a lot of skills. But senior year, of course, I'm ready to graduate. I'm ready to graduate, man. Ready to graduate. I had my fun four years, man. Went by fast. But also, I I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time after graduation. I was in the sports because, uh, of course, and I was raised in the sports family. I played sports all my life. But I truly didn't know. So also seeing I made a decision, I'm going to stay and get my master's degree. So stayed and got my master's degree uh, for master's school. But just ending that baseball career and starting a new career is probably what my senior year became. I had to make some rolling up decisions. And that's what happened my senior year. Man, so you, you finish off the legacy 
Getting to the back, we love to hear that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. me being an, an author myself, you know, I was in that bookstore all the time. Now the books was very high. It was very Absolutely. high price, and the clothes very, were very high priced. But very listen, very listen. And, and 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 the food as well, because you know, I, I get I get hungry like it's midday going out on the yeah. Cheez Its. You feel me? You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Cheez Its and, 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 and a vitamin water, you know, the vitamin water would clear you out. You know what I mean? So it's like, ah, so I I I know how that bookstore feels. So I, I gotta ask you about this though, just about you know the legacy of Eddie Robinson when it comes to Grambling, because I think that on the outside, we see the wins, the 408 wins. We hear about the 57 years. We hear about Doug Williams, you know, and, and all of different alumni that went on and, and, and graduated and went to the NFL and became all of famous. But, like, what does Eddie Robinson, even to this day, and even when you were in college, what does Eddie G. Robinson really mean to Grambling? I think he means a lot, man. What a lot of people don't know is he coached baseball at Grambling, too. So, I think, like I said, when you, when you get a museum – on campus, hey man, it says a lot what you've done for university. Even like to this day, just you know, I've having to speak to speak on ESPN about my great grandfather. So when he's that well known, like I used to work, I worked at the College Football Hall of Fame after getting my master's. So seeing him in that light of being like one of the Mount Rushmore, like I said, he's my family, but I think he's the best coach ever to coach. But seeing him to many as the Mount Rushmore of coaches, you know, Eddie Robinson, he's done a lot, man, just to bring prestige, bring a lot of notoriety, you know, to the school. Start by your classic, man. Like, the granddaddy of them all. I'm like, come on, man. What my great-grandfather did was amazing. Now, I can only, you know, live up to a little bit of what he did, but while I was there, I tried my best, you know, just to continue the family legacy, and continue that honor, not to bring a bad name to the Robinson family because, you know, great things just happened while he was there, and I know when I was there, I definitely believe that, you know, I, I continue the legacy with. So, like, do, do, do the students, like, when you were on campus, like, because I know that that's, you know, at that point in time that you were there, that had been years. And there have been, you know, Bruce Eugene came in, and, oh, yeah. and then there, 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 there were other great players and, and coaches. Doug Williams started coaching at immediately after Eddie Robinson. So it's like, how did the students, like, did the students really understand that Eddie Robinson was like that? That's one thing Gremlin did do. You know, they put you in that FYE class, and that first year experience, you're going to learn the Gremlin history. And like I said, once you have a museum on campus, you're somebody. The stadium is named after you. You're somebody. So Grandma definitely did a good thing of making it known of who, you know, Eddie G. Robinson was. I think also what's crazy is it would help me out while I was at school is my last name is not Robinson. Yeah. So that kind of helped me out. That kind of helped me out. <laughs> Clearly. Correct. Clearly, like Sean Moore, because I, I was being told, Correct. like, hey, this is Eddie Robinson's great grandson. I'm like, Eddie Robinson who? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, who, which Eddie Robinson? You know, there's, there's a lot of Eddies out here. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I saw more. I'm like, 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 is Eddie Robinson more? You know what I'm so saying? That's, that's, like, my mom. So that's my mother's maiden name. So that's my mother's granddad. But crazy enough, my cousin, my little cousin, he's Eddie Robinson the fourth. And he's going to continue the legacy whenever he has a son. He's going to be Eddie Robinson the fifth if he does that's have so a son. That so is so dope. Still going, correct. That's dope, man. I think a lot of us as alumni, we want to have that impact on our HBCUs like that. I know for us at, at Fort Valley, we, we have a lot of amazing alumni, but I think that one that stood out to me was Thomas Dorch. He, he passed away, unfortunately, earlier this year. And, you know, I, that, that was when I'm like, when I learned about him, 
I was like, man, like I want to be like this generation's Thomas Dorch. And I, I don't know if I'm going to get there. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but like, you know, I'm like, wow. Like I want to have that building named after me. Like, I want to have that, that Lex. I want my kids to go there and they're like, wow. Like they learned about me in the classes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I had the freshman come in, you know, first experience, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I just felt like it's really dope to just, just really be a part of that. So for you, when your children grow up and then they get to <laughs> that college age, is it like, right. listen, you go into Gremlin and you're going to continue the more legacy, the more so, legacy. So, of course, I want my kids to go to Gremlin. I'm not going to pressure them to go, but I'm going to throw some hints. We're going we gonna to attend these events and I'm going to show them what Gremlin has done for me. And I'm going to just nudge them a little bit like, come on, man, you know, you go to Gremlin, you're going to get taken care of. You're going to get taken care of. <laughs> So I would love for my kids to go, but as my parents did, they didn't force me to go to Gremlin, so I'm not going to force them, but absolutely, I would love for that to happen whenever that time comes. Absolutely. Without man, a doubt. Look, man, listen, the first place you take them is that museum, man. Whereas oh, I absolutely. said, listen, this is this your family. This, this, this is your legacy, right. right. This is your legacy, correct. This is your legacy. <laughs> well, I, have a cousin, I have a cousin at Gremlin right now. So. Really? Correct. So when Jada say, as long as they don't go to Southern, I agree with that. But yeah, I, I, I see yeah. that. But the family, I said the family legacy was big, man. It just, it was wild. I enjoyed it though. Grandma took care of me. Like I said, I, I stayed two more years during my master's, man. Like I said, that's when I worked for, with the football team and Coach Fox. So what is like, you know, your cousin experience? And like, like, is it like the same experience as you? Or is it different? It's kind of like the same experience. I talked to him and he's like, man, when folks do find out who we are, he said, man, it's, it's crazy. But we're we're humble guys. We're trying to build our own legacy. He's, he's a little more quiet than me. But for him, like I said, I seen him come out his shell from freshman year to now, but it's, it's kind of, he kind of had the same way. We don't we don't want to talk about we want to make our own legacy, and if people find out naturally, they find out, and that's kind of what happened with him because going showing up to different events and stuff like that, people started find out, and then they get to asking questions and stuff like that. No, I feel it. I feel. Hey, listen, like like I said, like this is something that I think we all really want to create that legacy at, at our HBCU and and be like that. So the fact that you got a chance to experience that. I think it's really dope. And speaking of experience, okay, the HBC experience, the Grambling State University edition is out now. They need to go get it. Amazon Prime. There's a lot lot of great alums, man. A lot of great alums wrote these stories, man. I'm excited to read it myself. Got TV stars, attorneys, former SGA presidents. I'm everything in that book. I'm excited to read it. Go get that today, y'all. Get that book today. So tell us about, you know, your chapter, because because I think it's going to really hit. So what is your chapter about? Oh, my chapter honestly tells about the journey, my journey to Gremlin, from me being salutatorian in my high school class. And I didn't go to no small high school. I went to high school that had about 400 seniors, 450 seniors, to getting to Gremlin, to having to make find my way onto the baseball team. So that my story is about that, how I got on the baseball team, how also it shows just about my journey to following my great-grandfather's footsteps and being on staff with the football team during my master's degree. So that's just a little bit of what my, my chapter entails. I gave a little bit. I got to read it, man. But definitely, yeah. a lot of people don't know I play baseball. So they just, you know, know me from the cool guy that I am. <laughs> but it, 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 just, it just tells, man, you know, how I got to Grambling, how when I played baseball, some of my baseball years, um, my brother's on the baseball team, to me, you know, coaching uh, on the football team. I gotta ask just one last question before we go. So, like that moment in the 2016 celebration ball, he was talking about. He, he talked about how you know to go up, you know, ten to three, 
you know, Correct. he um hits that field goal. So you you're former special teams guy. So like what like what, what did you think about that moment? What what do you think about the game in general? Man, so of course I'm on the sideline. I'm on the sideline of that game. The energy was amazing. And then seeing, you know, a good friend of mine, seeing him to make a clutch kick. Cause first off, like he said, it, it, it was a dog fight. It was a dog fight, man. And see him make that clutch kick for us to go up by seven. Now, I, I, of course, I was excited, man. And then once we did win, I know me and him, we still have the picture of us in the locker room with our celebration champion, celebration bowl champion hats on, taking a picture together, man. But that game, man, the game, the energy, cause that's the last celebration bowl in the Georgia Dome. Mm-hmm. So that game, the energy was amazing. Just the, the celebration after for the Gremlin, the Gremlin team, man, it was it was amazing. Current Southern coach, who's also a Gremlin man, Eric Dooley, my guy, she, who's also a fellow frat brother, shout out to the Newts. Him shimmying, shimmying on the field after the game. The injury was amazing. It was, it was just great to see us win that national championship again, man. Because Gremlin, like I said, football school, man, is known for football for the most part. Winning a national championship is the biggest part of Gremlin's legacy, you know, of course, because of my great-grandfather, what he's done. So it, it was just big, man. I'm kind of mad because like I said I was there in 2015. We lost in the SWAC championship. But to yeah. see my cousin win in 2016, because I said he was able to coach that year and see his ring, man, it, it was awesome, man. It was great. Man, I'm telling like after this, I'm really about to go back and watch some of the 2016 games. Because I watched this is a few weeks ago. I watched the the Bayou Classic from that year. Okay. That was a crazy game. And I didn't get I didn't get finished with my rewatch of the celebration from that year because I didn't watch it live, like I said. But I watched it later on. But now I want to go back. I want to go watch that, that Arizona game. Because I heard it yeah, was they, like- I watched Arizona. And then when the Bayou Classic, that play when Joe Williams, when Joseph Williams blocked that extra point yeah. after my guy had the flag, when I say the stadium erupted, the stadium was so loud. And the excitement from the Gremlin sideline to the Gremlin fans in the stand, it was amazing, man. Definitely amazing. Man. Of course, we, we hear our band playing the chant. It's nothing like that chant. When that chant plays, it is nothing like that chant between the Bayou Classic and then at the Celebration Bowl. When that chant starts to play, man, it it, it just it bring, ooh, it just brings something something over you, man. That chant is the real deal. It's the hey, real hey, deal. Listen, that's the, that's the HBCU love, man. Like, I feel it. Like, you know, like you love the alma mater. You carried on that legacy, and the legacy is going to continue to move on. And I really appreciate you for coming on. And I'm really excited to read your chapter of the HBCU experience. But before we go... I want you to tell everyone where we can find you on social media. Okay. So definitely follow me on Instagram, Sean Lowry underscore. So it's S E A N L O W R E Y underscore. My page is private. I got it. I got to screen you first before you get in. Cause we're at a high school now. So I don't need none of my students trying to follow me on Instagram and also on Facebook, Sean Moore. HBCU. They know just we are. Post radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the show on today. And before we go, I already know I told you all where to follow HBCU Pulse, but I have to let you all know about a major announcement in my career in HBCU media. I'm pleased to announce that I am now the associate editor of HBCU content for the media brand Clutch Points. It is a huge opportunity Clutch Points has 150 million page views a month, 2.7 million likes on Facebook, 200,000 followers on Twitter, 
700,000 followers on Instagram. Like they are doing it big. They have a big footprint in the sports space and they want to cover more HBCU sports content. Listen, I implore you all to go check it out. Head to clutchpoints.com slash HBCU. But thank you so much for tuning in here on SiriusXM and for all your support. And we'll see you on the other side. Like what you hear? Yeah. Subscribe to HBCU Pulse Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, head to HBCUPulse.com to stay up to date on what's going on in the HBCU community. Thank Thank you you for for listening listening to HBCU HBCU Pulse Pulse Radio. Radio.